Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Andrew P. Shea. Ross Tucker will be along for quarter number two and quarter number three. Before we get started, a quick reminder, Keystone Sports Network, in association with Collegiate Athletic Travel, offering the great opportunity to travel to Auburn for Penn State, Auburn, and Andy, we got a game time on it. As expected, it's going to be 3.30 and broadcast on CBS, but if you want to be there at the game, travel with your favorite team, this is the way to go. You can go to athletictravel.com or call 800 788 4414 get all the details a charter flight out of harrisburg uh team hotel transport to and from the game tailgate party and dustin and i will be traveling along also we're really looking forward to it hope you can join us it's going to be a lot of fun andy tell you what buddy we're um gonna skip the news today not a whole lot going on we're, we're going to go right to another topic, but right after I decided to be that to be the case, we, of course, did get a tidbit of news, which I want to throw out there and get your take on. The decision on the whiteout game has been made. It's going to be the Minnesota night game as opposed to the Ohio State game, which will most likely be at noon. So, in fact, I'm sure it is if they've already made this whiteout decision. Your thoughts? Better to be night with Minnesota or noon with Ohio State? Night with Minnesota. Why not spread the wealth around and let some other teams experience the viciousness that is the whiteout at Beaver Stadium? Let another team come in there and experience it. It's Michigan. It. You know, Ohio State, last year it was the Auburn game, which was cool. I just think a night game and and the way that atmosphere builds, it's better. It it wouldn't be the same at noon if it, even if it was Ohio State. It just wouldn't feel the same a little bit at noon. I think the night element of the whiteout and a 3.30 afternoon whiteout's okay, but the added element of the night game and a whiteout and it building all day, there's just that is just a powerful element of it to me. So I'm okay with it, but I know the opponent, it's generally safe for a bigger opponent, but I think it's an advantage for Penn State either way. So use it as the night game and make it the best that it is. That's just my two cents. I'm with you, Andy. I like it for a night game. It's it's very special that way. And, you know, who knows? It might, it might be good to have that kind of extra advantage against Minnesota, who has played Penn State very tough and has beaten Penn State um, a couple times as a surprise. So I will take that advantage. I, I, I agree with you. Look, the Ohio State game is still going to be exciting. The crowd's going to react to it because it is Ohio State, no matter what time they play. So, But I like this decision, something special about the whiteout at night. 
All right, Andy, let's move on to our topic for the day, and we are going to hit this both in quarter one and when you come back in quarter number four, and that's this. I'm not sure the best way to word this, but I wanted to get your take on the players that you think are going to surprise us or they're going to step up, and I don't want, you know, the obvious names. I don't want, you know, Sean Clifford needs to step up. Yeah, we know that. I'm talking about those under-the-radar guys, the guys that you, Andy Shea, think are going to step up and have bigger years than what the typical fan might think is the case. So for quarter number one, let's start with the offense. And who you got, Andy? So I'm going to start with the new number 11 in your program under the position of quarterback. And it's Christian Bayou. And I start with him because the last, you know, couple of seasons, Sean Clifford has gotten banged up and beat up. Last year, he probably should have missed maybe four or five games. Right, Jimmy? That's probably a solid number. Maybe three, maybe four. I mean, the, the sort of like he had to play well after that debacle in Iowa was pretty clear. Um, if he was anywhere close, they were going to play him. Um, I'm not sure of the thought process or what it looked like inside when it came to Christian Bayou because when you got your sample size, it was like, why has this been kept in the cupboard? Um, but it was for a reason that we don't know because we're not coaches. So, But whatever it is, he's going to be the number two quarterback for Penn State behind Sean. Sean has battled injuries. <laughs> Good chance Sean has to battle injuries again. He's not necessarily a number two in my mind, but more a 1A. And the reason I say that, I know it's a small sample size, but it struck me. It wasn't his arm talent or his zip on the ball or any of that stuff. It, it wasn't like the physical stuff. It was that sort of kind of that little hidden it factor of how he carried himself, how he commanded the offense in that, you know, game against Rutgers. And I know it's Rutgers and it was at home. I get it. But it's also partly how the rest of the team responded to him. And the other, the flip side of it, there's a reason you're not hearing about the finally James Franklin got a five-star quarterback and he's on campus. And we're through spring. You're not hearing about five-star quarterback, five-star quarterback, you know, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. That's because of Christian Bayou. I think he is an, the underrated value. I think he's going to have to play. It's It would be surprising if Sean Clifford battles through a season without getting banged up and injured just because he plays the game that way. Not reckless, but he plays the game hard. And I think this guy has a very high ceiling that we don't even really know about yet. It will be interesting to see how quick James Franklin and Mike Yersich are with the hook on Sean Clifford if either A, he gets banged up a bit, or B, underperforms. It will be interesting to see, but I think you're right. There's no doubt it'll be Christian Vayu who's the guy. Um, let me give you a name. I'm going to throw one out here. I'm going to throw out Katron Allen, the other freshman running back. We all know about Nick Singleton, but all spring we've been hearing about how polished Katron Allen is. Uh, he played in at IMG, I believe, in Florida. He It was an advanced 
program in high school, that he came in well prepared. But what convinced me was I saw much more burst in the blue-white game from him. And if the other running backs underperform the way they have the last last year, I think we're going to see more of Catron Allen than most people expect. All right, Andy, who else you got on the offense? So I'm going to jump next. I stayed away from the running backs, not because you chose Catron Allen, just because I, I think they have a wealth of riches, and I'm not sure what we're going to get from beginning to end with that group, I think it's going to be a work in progress. But it it is a a sneaky good pick. I'm going to flip and go wide receiver, and I'm going to go with uh, Mitchell Tinsley, the the, uh, transfer portal from Western Kentucky. Look, do I think Parker Washington is the clear-cut wide receiver one of this core? Absolutely, yeah. But I'm just intrigued by Tinsley. Uh, His production is one thing, right? But I also think his production last year was a byproduct of a live, a live arm quarterback who has fringe NFL talent and sort of an offense that was geared for him in terms of the passing game. But I like the I like all the other sort of dirty little tricks of the trade, and I believe the, that he has in his arsenal, and I believe those translate very well to the next level or another level as an FBS power five receiver. Look, this position, wide receiver, it's got depth. There's talent there. They're being coached extremely well. I think we agree on that. They're one of the best coached, improved individual positions over the last three seasons at Penn State. But I also think there's plenty of room for a second or third wheel behind Parker Washington. And I just, I believe, and I think down the stretch of the 2022 season, my instincts tell me, this is a guy that is going to have a say on the productivity and efficiency and burst of this offense. I think it's a good pick, Andy. I'm a huge Parker Washington fan. Big, big, big Parker yeah. Washington guy. With that said, I actually would not be surprised if at the end of the year, Tinsley has the bit better numbers. Uh, right now, I'm looking at the two of them as 1A and 1B, and I'm not sure which one's A and which one's B. Um, I'm going to dig a little deeper than you into the depth chart for my next guy, Andy. I'm going to throw out tight end Tyler Warren, and I know he's behind Theo Johnson, Brenton Strange. I know that. But for him to play last year as a true freshman when you had those two guys in front of you, it was a bit surprising it tells me that the coaching staff also really likes him I think his presence will be felt this year I think he's going to get more opportunities and I think we saw the great catch that he made in the bowl game I think he could be pretty special there at tight end I think we're going to see more from him than what people expect go ahead yeah, I just wanted to say, in terms of Penn State in the tight end position, the first year without a guy named Mike Kosicki or Pat Frymuth playing tight end, the production dropped, right? There, there's no doubt about it. I think Theo Johnson has tools, but Theo Johnson hasn't flashed as much as you would have expected him to do last year. You're right. Tyler Warren flashed, right? That's what you're looking for at the tight end position. I also think there's some responsibility on Mike Yersich to sort of figure out a little bit more of how to use 
the tight end a little bit better in this offense. I'm not saying I, I think he's a bad coach or any of that or a coordinator. I just think, and I think he knows this too, that he's got to sort of elevate that position a little bit in this offense because he's got some dudes there, right? And he's got three of them, and they're all a little bit different. But Warren's a great call because the flash factor that you sort of think you would have saw out of Theo Johnson last year, that's not where it came from. It came from Tyler Warren, not just running the ball in in that Wildcat thing, but at the tight end position, you saw it as well. And I'm like, that kid just screams, get me on the field. All right, Andy, that's going to have to be it for quarter number one. And quarter number four, Andy's going to be back. We're going to talk about some defensive players that are going to step up. In the meantime, we got Ross Tucker coming in, and he's still scouting the class of 22. You don't want to miss that. Stay tuned. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. 